Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to talk to you about our new sponsor that's come on board, Books and Gifts Direct. Books and Gifts Direct is Australia's largest direct seller of books and gifts. They sell their products from lunchrooms and reception desks and are in more than 25,000 workplaces across Australia. Their books and gifts sell up to 70% off recommended retail price, and as the leading direct seller of books and gifts across Australia, they have a strong buying power, and without the overheads of a shopfront, they can afford to pass on significant savings. So guys, you want to have a look more at this website, our new sponsor, make sure you click the link below, it will be in the description box or the comments, but most importantly, let's get into the show. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. On today's episode, this was a suggestion I had from one of the people listening, one of our followers at Kieran Fitzgerald. He said, hey mate, can you please do an over and under on the win-loss of every team in the NBA before the season starts? So, without further ado, at Kieran Fitzgerald, mate, appreciate you reaching out. That's what we're going to do today. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. Yes, and back again for another episode. Today's episode is pretty straightforward. I'm going to be predicting win and loss for teams in the East. All right, I'm going to do all 15 teams. It's going to be pretty easy. You know, the way this will work is, so right now, just for an example, I would say, all right, Brooklyn Nets, they have a win and under or over? So do I believe the Brooklyn Nets, they are predicted right now to get over 54 wins? Do I predict them to get over that or under that? So that's what it's going to kind of be like, all right? So without, you know, wasting any more time, I'm going to get into the Atlantic. And the first team I will talk about is the Brooklyn Nets, even though I've already talked about them just for a little bit. 54 wins, that's their projected, you know, win win rate. Do I believe they'll go over that, under that? I would say right now they'll go under that, under 54 wins. Uh, I believe that they'll be, you know, a really good team, really strong team. But you've got to think about it, 54 wins is a lot of wins, especially for a team like Brooklyn. You know, I still need to see what they're like fully healthy because I think if they're fully healthy, you know, they'd probably crack 57, 58, maybe, maybe 60 wins, right? They might be one of the best teams ever, you know, regular season-wise, right? But, like, I need to see how they're fully healthy. I need to see how they, all these pieces fit. Their main question is Kyrie, you know, if he's going to come back, if he's going to be fully healthy. You know, if he's there, I would say they'd be over 54 wins, but right now I just don't know what he's going to be like. So I would say under 54 wins, but it'd be like very close. They'd get, they'll definitely get 50 wins, like I definitely believe that. But I think Brooklyn are in the in the market to win championships, and I don't think they're going to have, you know, all their players like playing as many regular season games as possible. I think they're going to try to win it, and they're going to try, you know, if if Kevin the Red needs a break, they're going to give him a break at any time possible, you know? So I think 54 wins, is, it's actually pretty, you know, spot on. 54, 55. Right now, I'll say under, but if Kyrie's fully healthy, over. But right now, I'll say under. Second team in the Atlantic is the Philadelphia 76ers. Interesting, because they have 50 wins right here. And right now, as their team sits, 50 wins is probably where I'd have them. I'm going to say they're under that, because I think Ben Simmons is definitely going to get traded. I think, you know... On our previous podcast before, I was, I was talking a little bit about him, you know, what his trade potential is, value, you know, this and that. Apparently, there's been a report that the Timberwolves could look to be getting him. You know, I think that the Timberwolves have looked at him for a long, long time, but are you going to give up D'Angelo Russell or Anthony Edwards? I know that Carl Anthony Towns is very good friends with D'Angelo Russell, but also Ben Simmons is really good friends with D'Angelo Russell and Carl Towns, so maybe they're looking to form a big three there. You know, that's interesting, but yeah, right now, I think Philadelphia under, I really don't think that 
Ben Simmons is going to be a part of their long-term future. Obviously, I, that's my opinion, and I think that's everyone's you know assumption right now. So I think he'll definitely get traded. Depends where, depends what they get in value for him. If they get like a Dane Lillard, yeah, I think they'll go over 50 wins, 100%. But right now, I'm going to say under, just because I think there's going to be a little bit of, not frustration or animosity, but I think there's going to be a little bit of tension there in that locker room, and I'm not too sure how that will, how that will go for them panning out in the regular season with the team they have right now. Third team in the in the Atlantic is the Boston Celtics. They are predicted predicted right now to have forty seven wins. I'll definitely say that that's pretty spot on for me. I'll say that they'll go over that. You know, I think they'll get maybe forty nine, fifty wins. You know, I think having Al Horford back is actually a really big piece for them. Even though he's got his shit contract, you know, money wise, he's going to be a nice value piece for them. You know, I think Brad Stevens, you know, saw that he's a he was a nice piece for them and. Missing him for a couple of years, I think he's a good chemistry person and a guy that's just going to come in and do his job. You know, I think obviously Jason Taylor will take that step up. He's the main player for this team. He's the main focal point. You know, I think he'll be a really nice piece. You know, he could really have possibly an MVP caliber season. You know, he's the main guy on this ball. He'll have the ball in his hands a lot, a long, a lot of the time. Sorry, you know, the main person I think that needs to step up is. Jalen Brown, just a little bit higher. I think he stepped up really well and he's had a lot. But like if he wants to be a max, like a legit all-star player, he needs to step up just a little bit. I definitely think he can do that. But you look at it, who's their third scorer on this team. It's interesting because you can have different opinions. I would say it's Dennis Schroeder. Still, I think he's the third most dangerous person to go get a bucket on this team. Can he be an effective player? Obviously, they're going to start a team of Dennis Schroeder, Marcus Smart, I would believe. I would say they'd start Jalen, Jason, and then Robert Williams. You know, Al Horford may be coming off the bench, or even they start Al Horford, depending on what's going to happen there. But, you know, I think that if that's their starting lineup, Dennis Schroeder is probably the third best scorer on that team, so he needs to be the third best player. A lot of speculation with him, this, that, why he didn't take the $84 million contract. He obviously bet on himself, and it didn't work right now. But if he has a really good season, I think that they can be a really strong team, a really interesting team right now. I'd say 47 wins is actually really a smart prediction of where they'll be. I said over to start with, so I'll, I'll back that, but I, I could see them getting... Anywhere from 40 to 50 wins. I think that's a, you know, pretty 42 to 50 wins. I think that's kind of like a season where they'll be in, you know, right now. Next team is the New York Knicks in the Atlantic. They are predicted at 46 wins over or under. I'll say under on that, just based on the fact that I think that there's a lot of speculation on this team right now. You know, this team's speculated to be good. And when's the last time you've heard New York speculate to be good? I don't know. I've changed my opinion on New York a bit. I think 46 wins is it's kind of very pinpoint of where they should be. You know, I'm not too sure on what the fit is going to be like with Evan Fournier, Kemba Walker, because that, that's their starting backcourt. And then you've got RJ Barrett and you've got Julius Randle and Mitch Robinson. You look at it, the main scorer on that team will be Julius Randle. And then I'd say Kemba and then I'd say RJ, but I think RJ needs to be their second fiddle, you know, their second scorer because he's right now their more consistent player. He needs to take that step up. I believe he will, but I'm not too sure how the fit will be of Kemba Walker. You know, their bench, they have really good players that fit their system, you know, but they did lose petite players like Alfred Payton and Reggie Bullock, who are really good system players in a defensive team, and that is exactly what Tom Thibodeau's team is. It's a defensive-oriented team. So I'm actually really interested to see on them. I'll say under for them, just based on the fact that I need to see them play a bit. If they actually fit in really well and mesh in really well, then yeah, I'd probably say they'd be over. But right now, I'll say under on 46 wins. The last team in the Atlantic we have right now is the Toronto Raptors, and... Interesting, they have about 34 wins. And you just look at it first straight off the bat, I'd say, no, over. They'll get over 34 wins, right? But you've got to look at it. 
Fred Van Vliet, 27, Gary Trent, 22, OG, 24, Pascal, 27, Chris Boucher, 28 years old, all 28. So they're kind of in that period where they're good enough to make maybe be in that play-in tournament, but are they, or do they really want to be in that play-in tournament? Because you look at it, they did just draft Scotty Barnes, who I think is a really nice player. Yeah, Scotty Barnes, I believe that's his name, or Barnes is his last name. He's a really good player like him, but he's very much similar to like an OG Ananobi type player. And then he's in a position-wise, Pascal and OG, you know, that 3-4 position, swingman kind of player. So I do believe that there might be a trading coming for someone like Pascal Siakam. So if they trade someone like Pascal Siakam, I would see them dropping a bit. I'd say... Pardon me. I would say somewhere like 34 wins would be, you know, pretty much a spot-on choice. Because if they look to tank, then they're not going to look to win as much. But just on paper right now, I think this team is over 34 wins. But they're a team that I think might tank for a bit, one or two more years, and they'll get some more assets, and they'll be a team that, you know, really do a, a tank really well. Because I have a lot of faith and a lot of belief in Masai Ujiri. I think he's a really, really good GM, and he just signed the contract extension there. So he might think, I'll do one more rebuild to get him back into a great position. Or they can just look to compete and look to do what, you know, someone like Memphis is doing. But at the moment, you look at Memphis, Memphis has got a lot of young talent and a lot of young players. Where you look at it, Fred Van Lee, 27, he's in that period where he's kind of in his prime. Pascal in his prime, 27. Boucher, 28 in his prime. OG Ananobu is just starting to get up there in age. Gary Twain's 22. He's pretty young. Scotty Barnes is pretty young. You know, but Malachi Flynn, I'd put also in there, in their, you know, young core. So for me, I'd say right now with this team they got, I'd say over 34 wins because also Nick Van, Nick Nurse, really good coach. So I'd say right now, 34. But if they do start to get trades, I'd say under. Now we'll move on to the central division of the East. First team there, the reigning champions, the Milwaukee Bucks, 54 wins over. I think that's pretty easy. I think that they're going to be, you know, getting much better now that they've won the championship. It can go in both ways, though. Will they look to, you know, just longevity? They're always they're obviously going to make the playoffs. They have the best player right now in the world in Giannis. It's already the second best player in the world in Giannis. You know, maybe the, you know... Depends who you are the best player, but I think he's the second best player. You know, you have all these players, they know how to play with each other, the chemistry is really well. I do want to say one thing, PJ Tucker losing him, I think that's actually a really decent piece that they missed, and they didn't really go out and upgrade or, you know, get a person in his position. They do have Bobby Portis, who they probably will start now, you know, but, you know, they haven't really gone out and signed a lot of free agents. They will have Dante DiVincenzo back, so that's a really good positive for them. You know, but we never know what time he'll come back. They also got Grayson Allen in a trade. You know, I'm not too sure how he's going to fit, you know, because they do have, you know, obviously Dante coming back. Pat Connaughton stepped up really well for them. I could actually see Pat Connaughton maybe starting in that, you know, really small four position because he can kind of do what PJ Tucker does. But you never know. I would say Bobby Portis is probably the most obvious choice right now to start. But yeah, I think over 54 wins for them, I reckon they'll be in the 57 to 60 wins range because they'll just know how to beat teams just based on... They're better than teams now, and they know how to win. Second team in the Central Division is the Chicago Bulls, and they are paced at 47 wins under. I reckon they'll go under that. I reckon they'll go 44, 45 wins. They'll definitely be above average team, but I don't think they'll be that good. I think just right now, I think I've got to see them play. They're another team I need to see play, see how the fit goes. I think 47 wins is a bit too high right now for a team I haven't seen play. You know, I need to see what Zach Levine's going to be like with a bit more talent around him. He did do really good in the 2021 Olympics, with 2020 Olympics, sorry, with all that talent around, but I need to see him. I need to see what DeMar DeRozan really fits like. I think Lonzo Ball will be a pretty decent fit. He fits kind of anywhere. You can put him in any position. He'll plug it anywhere. But yeah, DeMar DeRozan for me, I need to see how he fits with Zach Levine. I, I know he'll have good chemistry with Nikola Vucevic, 
But yeah, I need to see how he fits. I really want to see what Patrick Williams does. I think that he's a stud. I think he can be a really good player, but he's kind of in that position now. He's going to be a foreman, and is he really a foreman? My question, I don't know if he's really a foreman. I kind of see him kind of being like what Kawhi Leonard is. So that's an interesting take for me. I think they'll start him at the four, but I think he's not a four. And I think you're kind of mortgaging your future just a little bit to win now. And if you're not going to win the comp, because this team isn't going to win the comp, I don't really understand why they're doing it. But in saying that, they'll still be a playoff team, I think. But right now, under 46 wins for me. Now we have the Indiana Pacers that is coming in at 44 wins. They're another team that they're stuck in murky waters. They're in between like Chicago for me. They're in between Chicago and Toronto. Yep, they're probably good enough to make the play-in tournament, right? But, like, is that all you want? You have some decent players. I think Malcolm Brogdon's a really good player. I like Karis LeVert. I do like DeMontis Sabonis. TJ Warren's been up and down a bit. Miles Turner, I think he's a player that, you know, is a dying breed in this NBA, as, I, as you know, you heard in the previous podcast. Centers are kind of dying right now, so I'm really interested to see what they do with him. I will say the best addition they did in a long time was getting Rick Carlisle, so I do believe that they'll be, you know, playing play potential. 44 wins is actually kind of a place where I kind of see, I'll say under on that or spot on. Like, I think that's pretty spot on. That's a team that's really spot on. They'll be a hard-nosed, fought, competitive team. So, yeah, I'd say 44 wins. If I had to say, I'll say, jeez, it's kind of spot on. But if I had to say anything, I'd probably say under because I don't see them getting over 45 wins. So right now, I'd go under on them. All right, we have our fourth team in the Central Division, and that is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland, they have... Predicted at 25 wins. Yeah, I don't really... I'm not very high on Cleveland. I don't really get what they're doing. They're obviously tanking, but they're not doing a good enough job, if you ask me. Some of their picks have been a bit questionable. Isaac Okoro, I'm not too sure on that pick. You could have had Pat Williams, I believe, at that pick, at, at fourth or fifth. Oh, no, I think Pat Williams went fourth, and I think Cleveland had the fifth pick. But, you know, you could have had a... You probably could have had a better player, I think, right there in that position. I don't know what they're going to do with Kevin Love. You know, I don't see them bringing him off the bench, but then I don't see them bringing Evan Mobley off the bench, right? And you've just went out and you've re-signed Jared Allen. So, like, what's what's the go there? 25 wins. It's not a lot. It's not a lot, right? It's really not a, what, a lot, but I do believe that they will probably go over that just a little bit. Probably 26, 27, 28 wins. That's probably their range, you know, they got to trade Kevin Love. They probably won't get a lot of assets for him, which is the annoying part for them. But at the end of the day, you got to trade him. But, you know, I don't mind Colin Sexton, Darius Garland backcourt. Isaac Okoro has got to step up a bit, but you'd have to start him. You'd start Evan Mobley and you'd start Jared Allen. So it's not a bad starting five, but it's a very young starting five. But, yeah, I'd say right now, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I'll go over 25 wins, but, but at the end of the day, it'll be like 26, 27. It's not going to be like 30, 33, 34. And then the last team in the Central... Probably a team that's going to be one of the most fun teams to watch, I reckon, in the NBA. They're going to play hard and be, you know, a really competitive team. They won't be a very good team, but they'll be a competitive team. And that is the Detroit Pistons. Most notably, their biggest addition is Kate Cunningham, but they have got Kelly Olynyk. He's a nice little piece. I don't mind him. He'll be a nice piece. But one player I really like for them, and they drafted, and I'm shocked he went 51st, that's Luka Garza. That guy's a really good player. He played hard. Got all second team in the summer league. You know, it is summer league, this and that. But I really like him. I saw. I really liked what I saw from him. He had a lot of potential, and I really do believe that he can be a really nice player. 23 wins. They're projected. I will say they'll go over that. I don't think they'll go over that by a lot, but I'll say they'll go over that. The interesting thing for me is 
Killian Hayes. This is his make or break year, especially now they've got Kate Cunningham. If he doesn't do good, I believe Kate Cunningham will be a really good player in this league, and they'll obviously keep to him. He's like a blue chip asset. You know, he's going to get better and better when years to come. You obviously know that. If not, he could look to get traded. I don't think, you know, Troy Weaver would hesitate in trading him. You know, I really like what he's been doing, you know, with this Pistons team. You know, the look at, the look at their starting lineup will be Killian, Cade, you know, in the backcourt, you have Sadiq Bay, who's a really good 3-and-D player. Jeremy Grant, who's just come off the Olympic gold medal. And then you have Isaiah Stewart, I believe they would start. That's a nice young team. You have a really good scorer that you've seen in Jeremy Grant. He's been proven to be the first scorer. He might get found out a little bit now, but I think someone like Cade will take the pressure off him. I do like Isaiah Stewart. I think he's a really good center. I think he's like a kind of like a newish center. You know, he runs the floor really well, but he could fall in that breed where he could be a dying breed. But at the moment, he's a really good piece. You know, he's only on a small contract and he's an asset right now. You know, if they don't start him, they could start Kelly Olenek at the five, who's a, who's a really good scorer. You know, but right now, I'd say over 23 wins. I really do want to see them play Luka Garza a lot. I think he's got potential to be in their, you know, key rotation as one of their backup bigs. Whoever they start, I think he could be a good backup big. But yeah, I really do. I really don't mind Detroit. I think they'll get over 23 wins. Now we'll move on to the last division in the East, and that is not the Atlantic, not the Central. They have one more, sorry. I believe off the top of my head, that is the Southeast, right? And the Southeast is first team off the ranks. Sorry, I just couldn't find it there on my notes. And that is the Atlanta Hawks, 46 wins. They are predicted to do, predicted to get on this report. I believe they'll go over that easily. They'll easily go over 46 wins, if you ask me. I think they really found out what they can be. I think they're going to be a team now that gets wins and gets a lot of them. You know, I think Trey Young's going to be proven to be a really good player in this league for years to come. If he hasn't even proved it to you guys, he's a really good player. I think Trey Young's going to have a... Not Trey Young. John Collins is going to have a really good season. You know, a lot of people up and down on him. I actually like him a lot. I think he can be a really good player. DeAndre Hunter's a really good player that they missed a bit in the playoffs last year. I think he's a really good player. He's a likes glue guy kind of player that a lot of people don't believe he's very underrated but he's not underrated to the Hawks which is most importantly Cam Reddish they have a lot of belief in him but at the end of the day they didn't play him for like two three months so you can't have a lot of belief in a player and then play him in the playoffs and then oh he's one of the future players you know this that so I'm interested to see what they do if I was them starting lineup Trey Young, Bogdan Bogdanovic, DeAndre Hunter, John Collins and Clint Capella they could switch DeAndre Hunter for Cam Reddish or Bogdan Bogdanovic for Cam Reddish if he takes that step up and he's that good but I think Trey Young works really well with Bogdan and vice versa. John Collins is a definite study, ask me. They'll always start Clint Capella. You know, he's a really good pick and roll candidate for pick and roll threat, sorry, for Trey Young. But yeah, I think right now I'd say over 46 wins. I'd say they'd be pushing nearly 50 wins if you ask me. Second team in the Southeast, we have the Charlotte Hornets. Charlotte, interesting. They have them at 43 wins. It's very interesting. You know, the starting five, I would say, would be Lamelo, Terry Rozier, Gordon Haywood. Right now, I would say it's Miles Bridges. You know, PJ Washington will most likely come off the bench, if you ask me. And then they have Mason Plumley. You know, they've added Kelly Oubre, who's a nice player. I do like James Booknight, who's a really nice player. You know, I really like to see what he did. I did like their other center they picked up off the top of my head. I'm forgetting his name. I'm sorry. I'll find it now for you. But I really like him. I just think that they're, they're a team that they have a bit of expectations on them. And that's that's absolutely fair. And that's absolutely okay. But uh, I'm not too sure if 43 wins is capable right now. But the, you got to think about it. Last year when they were playing, if Lamella didn't get injured, they'd probably be a top six seed. So they wouldn't have been in that playing tournament. You know, so most likely they could have definitely been in. You know, the top six. 
his name off Kai Jones. I actually liked him a bit. They also traded for Mason Plumlee, who will be a really nice fit with Lamelo. You know, he's a rim runner who'll go get a lot of rebounds. He's kind of like a player like Cody Zeller. But yeah, it's interesting. It's it's interesting to see. I think forty three wins. I'd say they'll go under that. I'll say they'll go forty to forty two wins, and I'd say that's not a bad season for Charlotte at all. You know, you look at it. I think Lamelo's going to take another really good step in his progression. You know, I think Gordon Hayward's a nice, solid piece for Van Torres. Is also been proven to be a nice piece. But I think if Miles Bridges takes a bit of a step up, you know, they'll have like four legit, can, you know, scorers on that team in a sense. So yeah, I reckon they, I reckon under forty three for me. Next, we have the Washington Wizards, who looks at to be breaking even at forty one, forty one, so five hundred. Mm, interesting. It's kind of the safe bet with them because you look at them; they've had a team where they've been pretty, pretty busy in the off season. You know, they did the big trade. Trading off Russell Westbrook, you know, they didn't really go out and sign anyone in free agency. You know, they have got a little bit of help and a little bit of youth in the fact they have Ruhu Hachimori still. They still have Thomas Bryant, Danny Avida, who they drafted last year, Davis Botans, you know, so that's kind of young, a little bit of young pieces there. The big question is if they trade Bradley Beal or not. You know, I'm not too sure what they're going to do there. I think Beal is going to come out and soon, I reckon he'll sign this Super Max. You know, so if he stays around, sticks around, this team will be competitive. You know, any team with Bradley Beal on, it's going to be a tough team to play against. But I don't know, 41 wins, I'd say they'll be they'll be pretty close to that. Like, they'll be pretty close. But they're in that period, kind of like Indiana, where they're, look, do you want to be the eighth seed in the playoffs? I don't, I wouldn't if I'm a fan base. I'd want to be either, you either want to be competing as hard as you can if you had a championship, or you want to be real building to compete for a championship in years to come. So for me, they're kind of in that, that part where you're just floating through I don't know, 41 wins, I'd say that's pretty spot on, but right now I will say if I had to go over or under, geez, that's tough. That's one of the toughest ones I think I had to seen in this. I will say over by like one. I'd say they'd get 42 and 40. They'd find a way to get a winning record. And then the last team in the East, last team for this podcast today, and is the Orlando Magic, and they are predicted at 17 wins. Now, it's funny because Orlando have kind of gone from that we're going to try to be the eighth seed. We're going to try to be in the playoffs, this, that. And it obviously didn't work out for them. So they've gone, you know what? Last season trade deadline, let's trade all our assets. They traded Eric, not Eric, Aaron Gordon, Evan Fournier, Nikola Vucevic. They've got in players like Wendell Carter, OJ, RJ Hampton, not OJ, RJ Hampton, and a couple other pieces, some first-round picks. I do like the pick of Jalen Suggs. You know, it was the obvious pick. They were definitely going to pick him when he fell to him. But you've already got a plethora of point guards in Mr. Markel Fultz, who's coming off injury. You do now have Jalen Suggs. RJ Hampton, he wants to be a point guard, but he's probably more likely a two on this team. You know, it's an interesting it's an interesting team. I think they'll be a really fun team to watch. You know, hopefully Jonathan Isaac can come off injury really well too. You know, he had that torn ACL in the bubble. So hopefully he'll come back. Wendell Carter's a nice young piece. You know, he's a nice young center. I think he'll probably get paid in this coming offseason. But, you know, another player, Mo Bamba, this is his make-or-break year. If anything, I think it's. I think he's probably going to get traded. You know, and if I'm a team that's playoff contention, I probably would take a punt on him. If you only got to take trade him for a protected pick, if you're a really good team, I'd take the punt on that because you're going to get a player that's probably not going to play in your rotation anyway, and he's been a lottery pick. So I would say, you know, Mo Bamba will probably get traded. But in over-under, interesting. 17 wins, it's, I think it's pretty low. I think they'll crack 2022. I'll go over on them, and I think they'll be a team that's, like, pretty fun to watch. I was watching them in Summer League. They had some, you know, nice pieces. They looked like they had chemistry. 
Jalen Suggs and RJ Hampton are really good friends, and I, I think that's a big piece. You know, they played with each other in the USA team. They're friends, so that could be like you know, looking at that, that could be a little backcourt of the future. You know, RJ and Jalen Suggs. You know, you have someone like Jonathan Isaac on the wing. You know, you have uh, what's his name? Sorry, I'm blanking. Wendell Carter Jr. You know, and then depending on who it could be, you know, you can you could probably push Mark Jonathan Isaac to the four. You have Mark Fultz, or you could have Chuma Okeke. You know, they're they're an interesting team. I think they'll definitely for me. I will say they'll get over 17 wins, but that's just me. Hey, guys, do appreciate you guys listening to the podcast as always. If you guys think anything else of these predictions, let me know in the comment section below. But most importantly, guys, thanks for listening. Have a great day. Take care. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Lades Podcast. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe all of the content. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, at Lanes Podcast. That's all in lower caps on Instagram. Link will be below in the description. Thanks for listening, guys. But most importantly, have a great day.